every time you go and get back up, you're getting a little bit better. And that's kind of how it's been for us. I really, I don't use that fear as a crutch. I use it as a tool. You can use it as a crutch and you can play the blame game and you can blame other people, but our life is really our responsibility. And I wanted to see how far I could go. It hasn't been so much a progression as a, as a series of stumbles into things that came along. It scares me to even say this because it's uncomfortable sometimes. Find partners that are accountable, that they can hold you accountable. If you're not there, be willing to make the change to go do it. We're doing what it takes and, and others aren't. Hey, this is the Bring Your Own Awesome miniseries, where we talk to cool people who are doing awesome things. I'm Dan Walchmidt, fearless leader of the Edgy Empire, and with me is my co-conspirator, Brock. Yeah, I'm Brock Edwards, and on Bring Your Own Awesome, we interview members of the community. We have a no-holds-barred conversation about their battle for success. So if you want to achieve a new level of success, join us at www.edgy.life. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Dan Walshman and uh, Brock Edwards. Good morning, good morning, Brock. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, actually, this is not uh, this is not actually too early, is it? Based on your conversations this morning. No, no, we're doing good. And you know, the, the nice thing about the internet here is who knows when people are listening to this. So, That's right. You know, good morning, good evening, good night, whatever. Well, what's funny is whenever I'm on the trail running, uh, no matter time of day, I'm usually saying morning, morning. And it's my way of saying, I should say, move it. But um, I think I just say morning and people are like, what? It's 645 in the evening. I'm like, ah, it's morning. It's morning somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, this is the Bring Your Own Awesome podcast. Uh, got it right again, two weeks in a row, Bring Your Own Awesome podcast. And this morning, I'm really excited, uh, Brock, that we've got um, a, a, a longtime friend of ours, um, who unfortunately we haven't talked to in a while. But um, Chris Rondo is on to something really amazing. And um, I'm Chris, uh, first off, welcome. I'm gl glad you could join us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Really excited about uh, what you guys are doing with the awesome Palooza and the Edgy Empire and glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So 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 for everyone um, who doesn't know you as well as we do, and of course, I got to spend uh, a, a bunch of time with you. Uh, tell tell us or introduce yourself uh, to, the, to the community. Tell us who you are and, and, and what you're doing. Thanks, Dan. Um, my name is Chris. I'm a, a New Englander by birth, but I'm blessed by God to live in the South and uh, really enjoy it down here. Uh, for most of my life, I've been interested in the aviation industry. So I've worked for major airlines, major defense contracting companies, and uh, it's been it's been pretty neat to actually find out uh, in recent years that uh, some of the products that I've been working on the last 15 years in the helicopter defense industry that uh, our products are going into the war on terror and uh, aiding soldiers and militaries around the world. So that's been a great uh, contribution so far in my career. Um, about seven years ago, I realized that my life was kind of flat. It was actually downturning a little bit. And I had sensed some trends in my life uh, with behaviors and, and interests and likes and things like that, that uh, I saw a trend towards a demise looking at my parents' generation. And I, I'll be frank with you that 
Uh, every marriage in my parents' generation divorced, and I didn't want that to happen to my life because I saw what it was going to do to the children and the next generation beyond that. So uh, I kind of got my life right and uh, through some friends uh, that invited me to church, and we sat down and studied uh, the Bible regularly. But more of it was just spending time with guys who uh, are behaving well. Uh, if you look at society today, there's a lot of misbehaving men out there. But these are some great mentors that I could shadow and uh, follow and emulate. So in the last uh, seven years, I've had a lot of mentors that I can come alongside of and um, walk in their footsteps. And uh, the cool thing is about five years ago, I heard of a ministry called Man in the Mirror, which was doing just that as well in the, the church environment. And uh, they are looking to take guys like myself and plug them into our geographical areas here in the upstate of South Carolina for me to be that go-to resource, that mentor for churches and men of faith to look for guidance, to reach more men, but also to live out what they believe. Um, I think a lot of people believe certain things, um, but they're too afraid or fearful to live those out or to take that leap of faith uh, to be different than the rest of the people out there. So that's kind of what I'm doing now is to moving away from, go ahead, Dan. No, no, let me ask you a quick question because, you know, I've heard this from a few different people that we've talked to, especially on this podcast to bring your own awesome podcast is it, you had this kind of, uh, you didn't use this word, but uh, kind of an awakening moment. Um, yes. You know, you know, were you, were you raised this way to, to kind of have this, um, you know, uh, Christian ethos, these values, or is this something you learned later in life? I would say I learned it uh, later in life after I was 21 and I guess had to take a lot of responsibility for myself, uh, realizing I couldn't live the way I was living at 18 and 20 years old. And I was still trying to live out those uh, immature beliefs as, as an adult and it wasn't working for me. So, so Chris, what, what is the, the biggest challenge about what you were doing? When you talk about working with, with man in the mirror and, and working with, with, as I understand it, working with churches to kind of be a mentor for the, the mentors or, you know, someone to help bring people together so they can be around other people they can learn from. Um, did I get that right? That's what you're up to? P pretty much. And I would say one of the biggest transitions I have is I've been an engineer for 25 years and I, I fly a desk and talk on the phone and send a lot of emails. And now I've got to do a lot of relationship building with pastors, with lay leaders, with Bible study leaders with guys in general and get relational with people, find out what their struggles are or what people around them are struggling with and provide them some advice or materials or resources that they can use to inspire their men um, to be willing to have someone else come in their foxhole and sharpen them. So you are correct in saying that I am training the trainers. I'm here to help pastors and lay leaders have a quiver of resources to help men that are struggling with life like I was. So, so you said to help help them inspire others. What what piece of inspiration is, I don't know, missing or, or, or what are you bringing to that conversation that helps them move up to the next level? I think one of the big things that in this world that we see is personal pleasure or need and want. And when you look at stories of the Bible, they're all of great sacrifice. And I, th I think it's great in, in my life and in my family is when we can sacrifice four, five, six hours to go help those in need. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going into 
their places of worship with a consumerism mentality that, oh, well, they're not giving me what I need. I'm going somewhere else. They don't have what I need. I'm going somewhere else. And I think the the model uh, that the church should have is for who is greater is the one who serves or the one who is being served. It's the one who's be, who is serving. So I think when we can get our focus off of our own struggles and trials and tribulations, we realize some of our issues are very minor, but it's a very rewarding to help others uh, in the same way. And it sounds like some of this has come from your own um, personal experience, meaning, um, you know, you weren't always this way, but now, but you've learned the value in, in, in sacrifice and in giving to others. Have, have there, were there any particular standout moments where you really realized uh, you know, the power of sacrifice, the power of paying it forward. I'm trying to say, um, looking back, Dan, I'll, I'll go back to the, uh, edgy conversations book. And actually another very big resource in my life was a book called crazy love. And, uh, it, it talks about real world people that are trying to break the mold, be different, be exceptional, do big things, but do it in humility and, and humbleness and not getting the honor for it. Um, once I think people realize that they're willing to do more and more of it and to have that extreme behavior and realizing life's not about me. Um, so when, when um, now talk to us a little bit about your, your engineer, you work for a really big company, I believe, if I recall that correctly. And, yes. uh, you know, you've got an important job where you are, but you've got this dream that you can be doing man in the mirror and in a leadership position there full time. I, I have that right so far. That's correct. So talk to us. I mean, there are a lot of people inside this group who have dreams like you um, and who want to kind of get to that next level, whatever it is. Um, talk to us about how long you've been on this journey, trans, you know, moving from where you are now to where you want to be. And then maybe talk us to talk to us um, a little bit about, um, some of the lessons you've learned. You, you broke up a little bit there, but I think I got the gist of what you're asking is um, it's getting out of my comfort zone. Again, it's, it's good to go in, sit at the desk, work, help with defense, do all these things with jet engines. Uh, you know, I know where all 10,000 parts go on a jet engine and it's, that's great. That's awesome. It's, it's very beneficial to the world, but I saw what someone can invest in another person what that can do in the same uh, respect and sense of accomplishment and people pouring into my life helped me do that. But the comfort zone is to be face to face with people, eyeball to eyeball, to be willing to be honest and open and share a passion, but you also have to follow through with it. And I think that's one of the bigger struggles um, is um, reaching out to people but we need to also follow up with them and follow through with the commitments we've made or callbacks or whatever. Um, but getting relationally with a lot of people to see the need for a shift in society's behaviors. I mean, watch the evening news and you'll see what's going on out there. Uh, the school violence issues with boys without mentors and absent fathers is probably one of the largest things that I've uh, been motivated by. Uh, I had a great dad. Grad was Dad was there providing for us, but owning three businesses, he was a bit absent at times. So I missed some of that um, advice from him. But I want to help those guys put a focus on their families and raise them as well. Uh, the big, one of the struggles with sharing this with people 
is a lot of people don't know how to empathize or sympathize with others and realize the personal need. And some of these folks are maybe not understanding the need to invest in someone else personally so they can become more successful relationally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, professionally. Um, you know, I've actually read where um, in any given 30-day period, 3,000 people were questioned and four out of 10 were actually seeking to better themselves spiritually on a daily basis. The other six were not. So, Dan, you work with companies. If you were working with a company and only 40% of their employees were trying to better themselves, what would you do with the other six employees? You know, you fire them, train them, help them out to get better. And, and that's what we're trying to do. A lot, a lot of uh, religious organizations are content with 20 to 30% return on their investment in their employees, but I would like to see that 60, 70% or more. So I, I've got several questions for you from that, Chris. So, um, <laughs> you, you know, so, so first one, really, how, how do they do that? How, how, how do they move from 20, 30% to, I mean, let's not knock it out of the park. Let's just get it up to like over half. Right. Um, if you're selling a product, <clears throat> how do you know people want it? Well, I, I would go with, you know, they, they buy it again, assuming it's that kind of product. Sure. But if you know people are in the need of something, how do you find out what that is? You ask them, you, you question them, you help the leaders of these organizations get to know their men, uh, get in their foxhole, uh, build relationships, go out for a cup of coffee and say, how are things going? Is there anything I can help you with? It's, And that's what I liked about uh going awesome palooza is a lot of the guys there i built relationships with these guys several of them and i've followed up with them and met with them over and over again and now we're friends like i am with, with dan you know and uh once you see people trying to get into other people's lives not trying to judge but to support and uplift i think people will start to share what their needs and their struggles are for real and once you know what they need you can then give that to them so you know it a lot of people give the advice of, you know, follow your passion, you know, do what you love. You'll never have to work a day in your life, that kind of thing. And what I'm hearing from you is that, uh, no, this is kind of work. I mean, you know, that this this isn't easy. I, it, I, I, I guess I'm just, it sounds like that, you know, basically you, you, you've got to sell to, to these churches. You, you've got to help them understand the value there in make, building those relationships. Because if they already understood it, they'd already be doing it. So what, you know, what is that? What, what's the challenge that you face in following your passion? You know, what, what's kind of the, the everyday grit of it that, that you know, the, the luster of just living in your dreams doesn't always hold? Uh, first, first off, first thing that comes to mind from what you just said was we need to help people uh, know what they don't know. Um, much like recovering and moving beyond things is they don't know that they're not doing things right. Albeit, the church is a great organization. It's doing well. Lives are being transformed, but we just want it to help it to become more successful. Uh, at Honeywell, I'm a process uh, analyzer, uh, kind of doing the same thing for uh, the faith-based community is helping to look at their processes to reach, teach, and guide men and help them improve upon that. Um, I'm sorry. What was the second half of your question? <laughs> Oh, I, I asked you more than yeah. just one question there, Chris. I um, hit you up with a bunch. But, you know, so you're you're in transition yes. right now. I mean, you've got a successful career and you you had this 
awakening moment or this transition where, where you then said, you know what, that's that's awesome, but it's not fulfilling. And there's this other thing that I need to be doing. I need to be doing it so much that I'm willing to walk away from a, a, a successful career and go start something new that turns out it is hard and it's not a jet engine. It's not your area of expertise. But it, and you know, so often we we're. Uh, no, I was please, say, but it, but it is rocket science. That's for sure. <laughs> um, men have just as many buttons and knobs and tricks and trades and interests and likes and dislikes and whatever as much as a jet engine is. So yeah, it is rocket science. <laughs> So, so, so what advice would you give to others who are also kind of on that cusp, you know, feeling dissatisfied in their life, not feeling as fulfilled as they, they think they should and have this idea of, of the passion or, or where their enthusiasm is and they're about to make that leap? What advice would you give them? Um, not to sound proverbial, but um, find out what fulfills you the most emotionally spiritually and, and physically at times. And if you're not there, be willing to make the change to go do it. And, you know, again, when I read uh, Edgy Conversations probably four years ago now, I've always heard those stories. And I, and I love the whole burn the ships uh, mentality of I want to make a difference. We have a mission. Let's go do it. And when you have that passion to see someone else, someone's else life change and benefit their families, their children, the next generation and beyond that, that that's where my passion lies. So it's, it's an easy thing for me to say, that's where I'm going. Not that I don't like what I'm doing right now. I like it. I enjoy it, but the fulfillment is not typically there, but um, I would just tell people to commit to it, commit to doing something to make a change in your life. And yeah, it may be, 10 steps. It may be 40 steps. It may be a hundred mile ultra race, Dan, right? But you committed to it. And once you commit to it, you'll figure out a way to make it happen because you want to hold integrity to your name and what you're following up with. So um, find out what that is and be willing to, and I, I hate to say sacrifice, but be willing to change and be persistent on pursuing what gives you that total fulfillment. So as we, um, well, let me ask this. So if you could ask anything of the, you know, the, the folks in the edgy empire um, to, to help you move to, to kind of your next level, how could they best do that? Well, I mean, what question would you ask of them? Well, I, and I would say this, the, the one difficulty I can have in my mind sometimes, again, we have voices in our head that'll tell us to, to not do anything, voices in our head that'll tell us to do everything. But um, what would you do when you're trying to convince somebody to give up their hard-earned uh, finances to support something? Because we are a nonprofit, but you will receive no nothing monetarily or nothing physically back in return. It's more of an, an emotional investment. When they say no, how do you take that? How do you not take it personally sometimes? Because here's my dream that I'm trying to sell. But when they say no, you wonder, uh oh, what did I do wrong? How did I do this wrong? So the question would be, how do you convince somebody to invest in something that they get no material return? I, I know a lot of folks and their great uh, ministry opportunities where they can invest into a sports activity where they can spend six hours with other guys playing golf 
and the ministry uh, benefits from it, and so don't they. But when they say, here, we want to help you change men in society with no return per se, um, how do you convince them? So, so, so that's probably one of the all right. So I hear two questions in there. One, one is, you know, just what you said, you know, how do you convince them to invest when there's not uh, an obvious financial return to them? But you, you also hit on something else in there that, you know, this is this is your passion. This is what you're living for. You deeply see a value behind it. And yet you are going to face people who say, yeah, no, not really interested, Chris. And so I heard the question there. So how do you deal with that? You know, how, how do you handle that rejection? How do you how do you keep going? Um, is that fair? Yes. Yes. All right. And I'm and I and it's it's one of those uh, it's an Easter egg hunt. It, it can be, but it's harder to uh, accept or receive at times. You know, when you go outside, your kids go outside to collect Easter eggs. They go around and they pick up 20 eggs. Well, now they're looking for another egg. Where is it? Where is it? So they turn over another rock. There's no egg here. So they keep looking around, looking around. So every rock may not have an egg behind it, but we need to stay persistent and obedient with the pursuit of all of the Easter eggs until we know it's completed. Um, and we're back. You're back, Dan. Uh, one, one thought. Can, can you guys hear me? Am I back? Can you guys hear me? The discussion? Yes. I, I had a coach uh, who said to me a long time ago, uh, transformation is in the transaction. And he said this to me right as I was purchasing a $12,000 coaching package from him. And what he said, what was insightful for me is once I paid that money, I was in. I knew I was committed. And I love your comment about being committed because if you're not committed, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, and so I think, man, I love that. You may not always know how it's going to happen, but you can commit to making it happen, sticking it out. And, um, Chris, I think your question is going to be one that's going to be answered wildly by people here inside the community, because if you can't sell, can't generate revenue, it's really hard to, to see your dream through because it usually requires money at some level. And so I think we're going to have some great answers for you. Yeah, de definitely. Great. Well, Chris, it has been fantastic talking to you today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, you know, we always take something from from it our, ourselves, and, and just you know, th this this idea of I mean, for me, I guess what what I'm taking is being able to pursue that passion, having that level of commitment, because it's easy to talk about. Yeah, there's this other thing I want to do, uh, but you know, to actually see someone out there doing it, actually, you know, kind of shutting down one big chapter of life and starting up another in how you're going about and how you're approaching that. That is fantastic to see. Um, hopefully you'll get some good answers from the empire. Fantastic talking today, Chris, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Oh, not a problem, please. Uh, I'm thankful for being here. appreciate all of your input. Um, again, I'm Look, I look back at my notes from our day back in December regularly just to see where I'm at, where have I come in six months, and um, it's exciting to see where I'm at. I wish I sometimes was three pages further along, but uh, in timing, th there'll be an uh, another story to write uh, on where I'm at. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Brock. We look forward to, uh, to chat with you again soon. If you're the sort of person who is always looking to surround yourself with champion-grade awesomeness, like that last interview Brock and I shared with you, go to edgy.life and join us. That's www.edgy.life. Take your personal and professional game 
your life to that next level of awesomeness. See you there. Ooh.